Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode, an emergency episode, you might call it, of Easter Egg Hunt, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney, and we have a lot to talk about. I have had a glass of wine, so if I sound extra loud or a little bit relaxed, that is why. (laughs) My Speak Now Taylor's Version edition on vinyl came in today. And it is as glorious as you can imagine it to be. I listened to the, like, Spotify or whatever version on our stream bar last night. And it was amazing and a magical experience. But there's just, like, something different about listening to your favorite artist on vinyl. Now, since this is a bonus episode, I'm not going to go into every single song on the track list and my opinions. And that's not what this podcast is about. It's not necessarily about my opinions. So I'm going to keep this one brief and just go into my thoughts on all of the From the Vault songs. To be honest, I was most excited about the Vault songs because of the emo legends that are featured on this account. I am a huge, like, former emo millennial. (laughs) And actually, I went to see Fall Out Boy in concert literally last week, literally last Wednesday. So I was, you could say, stoked about the collab between Taylor and Fall Out Boy and also Taylor and Haley Williams from Paramore. This is like my dream come true, literally. My world's colliding. Anyway, I want to go through each of the six vault songs that we got from Speak Now Taylor's version really quick and my overall thoughts and feelings and also I'm gonna do a little bit of a victory lap because I predicted some things really well I think can you just give me some credit come on so first up of course is my most anticipated track electric touch featuring fallout boy and I think that I can claim this one as my first victory I think I predicted that this was gonna be about John Mayer because of a couple of key words. It, the word electric, considering he, you know, is into the electric guitar, et cetera, et cetera. And then the fact that Fall Out Boy was featured and he and Fall Out Boy collabed for Beat It back around this time. And he refused to appear in the music video and they had to cut his um, solo from the music video, in fact. So I don't know if they have like bad blood or something, but that wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) She also talks about this person, the subject of this song, having a bad history of stories ending sadly. I also find the lyrics, all I know is this could either break my heart or bring it back to life. Very interesting. Really interesting because she actually references being bored a lot in her songs from around this time and especially the ones about John Mayer so that kind of tracks with other songs that she's written about him that we know about including would have could have should have next of course we have when Emma falls in love and people are still theorizing that this is about Emma Stone but I wholeheartedly believe that what I predicted is correct and that And that this is actually about Emma, the novel, by Jane Austen. And to me, it's so very obvious. 
First of all, in the chorus, she literally says, because she's the kind of book that you can't put down. Hello. And it's no secret that Taylor Swift is an English nerd. And as an English minor myself, I feel really seen. Now, again, if you haven't read Emma, it's about kind of a meddler who is like she acts as a matchmaker for all of her friends but like kind of refuses to get vulnerable enough to let people into her life and so when she does fall in love it is this like big romantic affair and I think that that is what this song is about okay next we have I Can See You which I find to be the most mysterious of all the vault tracks this, in my opinion, is the most mysterious of all of them it seems to be a follow-up to mine which, as previously discussed on this podcast, I thought, and I think the rest of the fandom thought, was about Cory Monty. I can't even find, like, how they met. I can find pictures of them together, but I don't really know, like, the details. So if anybody does and thinks I'm stupid, please, like, send me a DM on Instagram at the Spend Cycle Media. I'm dying to know. But in the second verse, she says, and we kept everything professional. So it seems like it's definitely about somebody she knows from her career, of course. Like somebody that she met on the set of something or in the studio or something like that. Now, Castle's Crumbling is where we get kind of deep. And that's where we get almost like a precursor to Antihero in a way. Um, this is a song where she shows a little bit of self-loathing and shows that she feels like she kind of like fumbled the bag with her career, which is something that she actually talks about in her prologue in um, the sleeves of her vinyl record. And she talks about this being the first time in her career where she really was like, oh, like I'm facing a lot of criticism. And um, of course, like the Kanye thing happened, which brought her a lot of attention, a lot of which was negative. And she was really learning how to grapple with that. She talks about that a lot um, in her prologue for the album. So that is clearly what this song is about. I think it's similar or not similar, but related to Innocent, um, Long Live. It's kind of like the antithesis of it. And I love that she does that. She does that a lot. She's done that um, consistently throughout her career. And I think she's um, finally showing that, I guess, in these re-records and um, vault songs is that she often has like a before and after or like a beginning middle and end to a lot of songs and stories and again as an english nerd i find that really endearing uh next we have foolish one and i think i can claim this one as a victory as well obviously from the title i have talked incessantly on this podcast about how that a lot of times when Taylor writes about John Mayer she uses the would have could have should have vernacular she says I should have known a lot of times in Dear John. And so it seems like she's always in a way blamed herself for like willingly, I guess, going into this trap. You know what I mean? Um, I think she feels foolish <laughs> about that decision. So that's why I predicted that this one was going to be about John Mayer. And there are a few lyrics that make me think that I was correct. The first one that really stands out to me is you give me just enough attention to keep my hopes too high, which again, the like same kind of 
problems that she's addressing and dear John paint me a blue sky and go back and turn it to rain that kind of thing when it comes to John Mayer she talks a lot about disappointment and being kind of like like let on and then let down she also says and I will block out these voices of reason in my head which again she alludes a lot to should have knowing and could have doing things differently would have could have should have blah 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 that same kind of vernacular shows up a lot in this song and so I think that points to this being 100% about public enemy number one John Mayer I also love the line don't know what to call this situation I think that is a very uniquely like 19 20 year old um feeling especially when you're like trying to date older men and they are very um slow to confirm their thoughts and feelings about you because they like to keep their options open and when you're 19 you don't get that then of course there's the bridge and she says now i'm sliding down the wall with my head in my hand saying how could i not see the signs again would have could have should have same vibes Oh, you haven't written me or called, but goodbye screaming in the silence. And and my favorite song, I think, honestly, from The Vault, even though I was most excited about Electric Touch, and I do love it, my favorite so far and the one that's, like, really been stuck in my head is Timeless. Okay, something about this song makes me think of one of my favorite romance movies, which I just recently watched and made my husband watch for the first time. The Notebook. There's something that really like alludes to that movie. There are a few things and um, I'm not going to get into every single one, but here are a few. She says, on a crowded street in 1944 and you are headed off to fight in the war. That happens in The Notebook. She talks about being forced to marry another man, which pretty much in The Notebook. She also references an age old classic, etc., etc. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that song's about The Notebook. But I want to go on to say that this is, I think, her most like country song on this album. I think like including the original tracks. It's really interesting to me, I think, how she um, married both country and pop on this album, which is why, if I remember correctly, it was kind of hard for her to submit for awards for it. I don't know. I just think it's a really sweet song. I think it really speaks to... Um, what it's like to lose your first love and really think that you're like the first person to fall in love and that this was like such a special rom-com type of love until you grow up and then you realize that maybe it was just your first love and I think that that is kind of what this song represents because it was written by a like young inexperienced girl and then sung and performed by a grown woman with experience and I really like so like I said overall Timeless is my favorite of the vault tracks but I truly love them all I think that if I had to rank them which I know this is dangerous but I'm gonna do it anyway I'm going to rank them Timeless, Castles Crumbling, Electric Touch, Foolish One, When Emma Falls in Love, and Then I Can See You but that doesn't mean that I don't like those ranked lower it's just that it's what i expected i guess i feel surprised by my top three so that is what kind of went into that decision process anyway i will talk to you next month i hope you liked this special update stay tuned for more i love you so much bye